Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. What's so important about the baby in the manger? Part 3. Detective Stanford moved container number 4 to the floor and placed the next container on the table. Let's open container number 5. Logan, what's in the box? Logan walked up to the table and opened the box. It's a golden angel halo and a feather pen and some paper, responded Logan. What is that all about? I'll let Detective Walton go on with our story and tell you about that. To prepare the way for the Messiah, Detective Walton continued, God sent his top messenger, the angel Gabriel, to see priest Zechariah as he ministered at the altar in the temple. His job was to let Zechariah know that his wife Elizabeth would have a baby who would point the people to the Lord, preparing the way for the Messiah. The child's name was to be John. Zechariah and Elizabeth were people who loved God. They had wanted a child for many years, but unfortunately they had not been able to have any children. Now they were too old to have children. Zechariah, though a righteous man, questioned the angel as to how it could be possible for them to have a baby since he and Elizabeth were so old. He forgot that with God anything that is his will is possible. Because of his doubts, Zechariah could not speak when he came out to the people, but his face was shining and they realized that he had seen a vision. Later, when Elizabeth became pregnant, she was so happy, for with the birth of this baby from God, she would no longer feel the disgrace of being childless. It was not until after the birth of the baby when Zechariah was asked the baby's name and he motioned for a tablet on which to write that he confirmed what the angel had told him and what Elizabeth had told their neighbors. He wrote, His name is John. Immediately his voice returned and he praised God. His neighbors were awed by what they heard from him and the story spread all over the surrounding countryside. Detective Stanford picked up the story here. After visiting Zechariah, Gabriel went to Nazareth to tell a young woman named Mary, who was betrothed to Mary Joseph, that she had found favor with God and that she was to become the mother of the long-looked-for Messiah. Though she was not married to Joseph yet, she was told that she would have a baby by the Holy Spirit. He was to be named Jesus, and he would save his people from their sins. Mary wondered how this could be possible since she was a virgin, but when she was told that the Holy Spirit would make this possible, she willingly agreed by saying, May it be to me as you have said. Then she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who at that time was already six months pregnant. Three months later, when Mary returned to Nazareth, Joseph, after hearing of Mary's pregnancy, had quietly decided not to marry her. However, his mind was changed after he had a dream in which the angel Gabriel came to him and told him not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife, for the baby in her was from God. Joseph obeyed the angel's direction, and Mary became his wife. Detective Stanford removed the container and placed container number six on the table. Anthony, will you open container number six for us? Tell us what's inside the box. There's a lantern and some cloths, Anthony announced. That's right. When it was almost time for her baby to be born, Joseph and Mary traveled to Bethlehem, the city of David, to register for the census ordered by Caesar Augustus. Mary was due to have her baby at any moment. The town was crowded with people because of the census, and there was no room for them to stay in the inn. So they were pointed to a stable away from the crowds in which to have the baby. There would have been no firelight or electric light in the stable so Joseph probably had a lantern. 
It is likely that they had an audience of animals in the stable with them, since animals were often kept inside a shelter for safekeeping. And though we are not told in the Bible, I can imagine that the angels of heaven were watching as the baby Jesus was born. After Jesus was born, Mary wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in an animal feeding trough, a manger, as we mentioned before. That was the humble beginning of baby Jesus. Can you just imagine Mary singing or humming as she rocked her tiny baby to sleep? Detective Stanford placed another box on the table. Here's container number seven. Landon, will you look inside and show us what is in the box, please? A shepherd puppet, a sheep puppet, and a harp, exclaimed Landon. So it's time to talk about the shepherds and the angels, said Detective Stanford. Please continue, Detective Walton. At that time, she said, only a few people were really looking for the Messiah to come. That night, shepherds were out on the hills near Bethlehem, watching over their sheep, wrapped in their robes and attempting to keep warm by the light of the campfire. Suddenly, an angel appeared right in the middle of them. The blinding light of the glory of God surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel spoke to calm their fears. He said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Right away, the angel was joined by a huge choir of angels who praised God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Let's check out container number eight now. May I have a volunteer who will open it up and tell us what you find? Regina raised her hand. Please go ahead and open the box, said Detective Walton. It's a megaphone, replied Regina. She smiled, turned on the megaphone, and said, a megaphone is something that allows your voice to get a message out loud and clear. The kids all laughed. That's right, said Detective Walton with a smile. When the angels had left and the shepherds recovered from the brightness of the angels, the shepherds decided to go to Bethlehem and see what the angel of the Lord had told them about. They hurried right away to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus lying in the manger, wrapped in swaddling cloths, just as they had been told. After they saw the baby Jesus, those shepherds announced to everyone they met what had happened and what the angel had said to them about the baby. All who heard their story were amazed, and the shepherds returned to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And Mary kept all of this in her heart and often thought about what had happened. After removing container number eight, Detective Stanford placed another box on the table and said, Container number nine is ready to open. Richie, you haven't been up here yet. Would you tell us what is in container number nine, please? Richie walked up and opened the lid of the box. It's a magnifying glass, he stated. He faced the audience, held it up to his eye, and moved it away so his eye looked very big. Again, the kids all laughed. Detective Stanford replied, Right! The shepherds were not the only ones who recognized Jesus as the Messiah. When Jesus' parents took him to the temple in Jerusalem to be dedicated, Simeon and Anna recognized Jesus as the Messiah. To the priest who is holding baby Jesus, to those present around him, and to everyone they met, this baby of a poor family was magnified by Simeon and Anna as the long-looked-for Messiah. They told everyone they met about this baby. The crowd saw only his poor parents and their small offering of two doves, but Simeon and Anna 
who were attentive to the Holy Spirit, were both heard praising God, and Joseph and Mary were amazed at what they said. Detective Stanford moved container number nine and picked up container number ten. Before placing it on the table, he shook the box and said, It sounds like there's more than a few things inside. Jenna and Gracie, why don't you come up and tell us what's in there? Jenna opened the lid of the box and said, A star and a bag of gold coins. And there's a box and bottle, replied Gracie. I'm not sure about the box and the bottle. Detective Stanford commented, The box and the bottle represent the fragrant gifts of frankincense and myrrh given by the wise men. When they saw a bright star made of angels in the sky, wise men from the east studied the Hebrew scrolls and recognized that a baby king was to be born. They packed rich gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, gifts fit for a king, and went in search of the child, first being directed to Jerusalem by the star where they inquired about the baby. King Herod asked the priests and scribes where the king of the Jews was to be born. They told him he would be born in Bethlehem. Then Herod called the wise men to his palace for a private meeting. He asked them when they had first seen the star, and then told them to go in search of the baby king and let him know when they found the baby so he could come and worship him also. The star led them to Bethlehem, and they came into the house where Jesus was, bringing him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then the wise men left by another route for their homeland, having been warned to leave in a dream. When the wise men didn't return, King Herod sent soldiers to kill the baby boys two years of age and under. But Joseph and Mary escaped because Joseph was warned in a dream. The gifts of the wise men provided the means for his parents to have a livelihood when they fled to Egypt to escape King Herod's plot to kill Jesus. Boys and girls, be sure to check out part four, the last part of our continuing story, What's So Important About the Baby in the Manger? This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.